0: And welcome to a, another spectacular edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Austin Huff speaking to you with Evan Leepak. Evan, um yeah, we had a fun weekend. It was alright. <laughs> Everything but like the last six minutes of the game for Missouri was great, so
1: Oh, uh you mean the game they blew against number one, Georgia, this uh, past Saturday. Why did
0: you have to put it like that, man? That's Ooh, rude.
1: That was tough, man. It's uh, it's not easy being a Mizzou fan. I've uh, Yeah, you got to it.
0: experience it firsthand. <laughs>
1: sort of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you were there for most of the game. So,
0: yeah. you know.
1: It's a nice, we're, uh, we're, nice we, campus, though, we, I will say.
0: We've both battled some uh, health issues the last couple of days, that's for sure. I'm still trying to get over a little... A little sickness, so if I don't sound hundred percent, it's probably because of that. I apologize. Right. Yeah. I apologize. for any future coughing on this episode. Maybe a sneeze or sniffles. Um, medicine can only do so much, you know.
1: But uh, Columbia, it's nice, huh? It's glad he, to be back. It's a good
0: weekend to go to Columbia too. We picked a you know good weather weekend. Um, you know, we didn't get to do is much of the co- the cool stuff, you know, after the game, but that's okay. And but campus was cool. The columns, you got to see the columns in person. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, after the game, it had places doing a fifty dollar cover. So I don't know about.
0: <laughs> yeah, we probably didn't miss too much yeah. to be honest. <laughs> that's, that's... make those Georgia people pay a fifty dollar cover. Celebrate their win. Insane. Yeah. Anyway. Uh. Um. Yeah. So we had a good weekend at Missouri in Missouri, St. Louis on Sunday. The
1: Arch. It's way bigger in person.
0: You didn't. You don't realize how big it is.
1: Pictures don't do it justice, let me tell you.
0: Good, good analysis on the arch.
1: I looked so, up prices, how much it costs to uh, go up there. It's only like 15 would 20 bucks. That'd be yeah, more. Yeah, it's not
0: overly expensive. It's just... It's not, it's not meant for the claustrophobic, I think.
1: No, I saw the pods that you have to go up yeah. in. No, <laughs> it's, it's really tight. Dude, it's a tight small. squeeze.
0: We were probably smart just staying outside and looking at it from, from down below. I enjoyed that angle. Um... Yes. So that's enough that talk. We actually had things happening, uh, you know, in and around our fun little getaway weekend um, as we tried to, like, rest a little bit before a big, big week this week with sectionals. Big weeks. (laughs) 24-7. Let's talk football. Football because uh, Northwood, congratulations, um, barring a big – upset Northwood 14 Mishawaka 6 in a battle of the big uh, big NLC teams Northwood was number 3 in 4A going into the game Mishawaka number 1 in 5A uh, Northwood has remained number 3 in this week's poll Mishawaka drops to 5 uh, Northwood Wow. <laughs> I put him at 4 in my poll I thought 5 seemed a little egregious hey, 4 or 5 you know they're You know, right, they're still a good team, of course. Um, Yeah, Northwood, 14, Mishawaka, 6. Trey Woods, the former Mishawaka player, now at Northwood, scores both touchdowns in the game for the Panthers. Um, Had a uh, 45-yard touchdown reception where she caught, you know, 10 yards, and then he ran, like, just through. like Mishawaka just, like, forgot to tackle or something. I don't know. Um, And then... We had uh, the kickoff return after Mishawaka's lone touchdown. He ran it back.
1: That must have been backbreaking for the caveman, Let me tell
0: yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it kind of went both ways in a sense because it's like, dang, like Northwood, you know, just got the like good momentum right back. But then mm-hmm. the defense also has to go right back out in the field after giving up a 16-play scoring drive and Mishawaka running there ridiculous triple option offense that moves slower than molasses so
1: yeah the defense wasn't very tired I don't think so they could have gone right back out
0: almost (laughs) almost every stat from Friday's game would tell you that Mishawaka won which is just the box score is incredible like looking at this the second half play discrepancy was 35 to 12 in favor of Mishawaka and three of those Northwood plays were kneel downs (laughs) at the end of the game so Uh. that doesn't count like Nine actual offensive snaps for Northwood in the second half. They had a three and out late in the third quarter on their first possession, and then they got the ball with six minutes le- or four minutes left in the fourth. Ran six plays, two and a half minutes off the clock. Like they had like four minutes of possession. Northwood for the or Mishawaka for the game had the ball for thirty five minutes and eighteen seconds compared to twelve forty two for Northwood. Um, and that, that discrepancy was probably like 20 to three in the second half. That's not the right math, but you know what I mean? It's crazy. 20 to four, maybe in the second half. Um, Mishawaka had 18 first downs compared to nine for Northwood, had a higher success rate on third down, went four or six on fourth down. Um, actually punted better too, on average, if you even want to go to that stat, um, Pretty much the only thing that Northwood won was pass yards, which obviously because Mishawaka runs triple option. Mm-hmm. And turnovers, which is what killed Mishawaka. Three, three of their drives in the second half. They had three drives in the second half. The first one ended in a punt that was muffed. They piked it over the guy's head, so they ended up going from their 39 to the Northwood 39. And then they had a fumble at the 18-yard line. And then they had an interception when they were trying you know desperation at the end of the game. So... Uh, just brutal uh, back-breaking mistakes by Mishawaka on those mm-hmm. long drives. Credit to Northwood for, you know, I put this as the lead, like they it, it didn't, they bent, but they didn't break, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, like, they're in the driver's seat to win the Northern Lakes conference for the first time since 2018, so. Really, mm-hmm. it really was a fantastic game, um, just because it was, I shouldn't say fantastic, it's hard to describe how the game was, to be honest, like, competitive it was it was, well, it was <laughs> close and like you just felt like Mishawaka like right before the play right before the fumble I actually said this out loud to the person next to me I was like it feels like this is going to come down to the two-point conversion like it just feels like Mishawaka is going to score a touchdown here to make it 14-12 and Nor- and let's see if Northwood can stop the two-point and then literally 10 seconds later Mishawaka fumbled the ball so I immediately like was like, well. So much for that. Yeah. Uh, so, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. If this, only this, it
1: would have been, been characterized as a great game. If it did come down to a two point. It version. was. It
0: was two really good teams. Mishawaka, like executed the game plan they wanted. Like that is exactly what Mishawaka wants to do to you. It's just death by a thousand paper cuts, you know. And Northwood just hung in there, man. They just hung. Around they didn't give up the big play, which was key. Like it was a lot of four or five yard runs. Mm-hmm. One like every once in a while they'd get like a 12, 15 yard run, but nothing ultra damaging. There was no big fifty-five yard run or a sixty, you know, sixty yard run, whatever. Like that was the key for Northwood is they prevented the big play, and then they got the turnovers when they needed to. And
1: that depth know, probably helped. They him. did
0: just enough on offense when they had the ball in the first half. They scored. And then the kickoff return, like they did just enough, and that, that was the game. So,
1: Did you get a sense that they were worn out at all on defense late in the second half? And you think the turnovers it, it saved looked a,
0: It looked a lot just like how like the whole game had gone. Like the second half didn't look much different than the first half. I mean, Northwood, kudos to them for hanging in there and just surviving. Because like, Mishawaka's scoring drive in the first half was 16 plays, and then they went on a 15-play drive to start the second half. Mm-hmm. The, the fumble drive was 16 plays and then the last drive was only 5 because there was 2 minutes left and they had to throw so uh, yeah it was Northwood didn't seem like exhausted like that's good so that that's that probably a good sign for them um,
1: imagine Mishwaka at tempo
0: they have no that's like that's like <laughs> that's, a foreign word they're to like, we they have don't want no to, idea what that means
1: they don't want to do that obviously. they put that
0: in like the Google Translator like what is tempo what so. is tempo <laughs> Well, it was kind of funny to, like, watch them, like, they had, like, a, you know, second and, like, second and six on that last drive, and mm-hmm. they're taking, with, like, two and a half minutes on the clock, and they're taking 30 seconds to snap the ball, and it's like, and then they run a four-yard run up the middle with the fullback. It was like, this is ridiculous, this is, like, painful to watch. It's, like, it, that moment, you know, so.
1: I bet the place was packed out.
0: It was a pretty good crowd, really, really good crowd, good environment, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, Northwood's 7-0, and 5-0 in the NLC. They have two games left in conference. Wallacei this week, who's 1-6, 1-4 and in the NLC, and then Goshen, who is and 2-5 overall, 2-3 and in the NLC. So, it yeah, would, it would think, take a uh, lot. It
1: would take a lot. I know. Maybe uh, rest some players over the next couple weeks.
0: Football's a weird game, you know, sometimes.
1: No. It's not that weird. <laughs> it's not that weird, but it can be
0: weird. Uh I mean Mizzou almost beat Georgia, you know what I mean? So you never know. They're, um, they're
1: at home. The SEC it just means more. You one know what of I'm their saying? most
0: notable alums was in the crowd and me, you know. So Oh
1: I think that's what it was. They knew you were there, so they like like, my presence. We're gonna do all we can to make it seem like we're gonna win and then we're just gonna rip his heart out. And uh that's what yeah. they did.
0: Yeah, I know. Okay, um, so yeah, Northwood, congratulations. Um, other NLC football, Friday night. Good game over in uh, Middlebury, where you were at.
1: Over Middlebury. <laughs> uh
0: Cade Carrington, man. How about have yourself a day, have yourself a season, my guy. Um, I don't know if you looked up his uh, stats, his season stats. I got some season stats for you.
1: According to Max Preps.
0: According to Max Preps.
1: Yeah, we got 15, 25, 17 touchdowns, and just one interception.
0: One pick. That is a uh, program record for passing yards and completions of 88 in a single season. Mm -hmm. And he also has the career passing yards of 1,863.
1: Yes, I was told that. Friday night.
0: Cade Carrington.
1: But, you know, he didn't care. He said that's an added bonus. You know what really matters is the dub that they picked up, 29-28. Over Wild Concord.
0: Concord was running away with it.
1: Yeah, it was. Northridge uh, kind of sleepwalked through that first half. Let me tell you, and I don't even know. I don't even know that it was necessarily just Northridge sleepwalking. But Concord's defense was really impressive. They have been a majority of the season. And they kind of did the same exact thing to the Raiders. I mean, only giving up three points. Nothing going for the Raiders on offense at all. A lot of short fields for Concord's offense which led to three Miguel Aguilar field goals and a touchdown. So the Minutemen were up 16-3 at half. I'm like, it's not looking good for Northridge here. This is a game I thought they probably should have won, could have won, and they didn't come out with the fire maybe I expected. But uh, Chad Epley really got into him apparently is what he told us at halftime. Uh, after the game he told us that, and they made some adjust- adjustments on offense and uh, – the second half was completely different for the Raiders. They outscored the Minutemen twenty-six to twelve. Kate Carrington had four touchdown passes. All four in the game came in the second half. Two to Alex Eby, two to Kate Zines, and uh, the last one, the game decider, game deciding touchdown with a minute twenty left, was ridiculous. I mean, you're what? You're, I'm sitting there at the top of the stadium. Kate Carrington's at his own forty-three. He just launches the ball to where, when I look, when he's launching it, there's nobody there. I'm like, okay, just overthrew everybody. He's just trying to get rid of the ball, I guess. But then last second, man, Alex Eby comes right underneath the ball, catches it, manages to avoid a couple Concord defenders trying to tackle him, stays upright, runs into the end zone, 29-28. That would end up being the difference. Concord got around midfield, you know, but unfortunately for Concord, their offense, they had some um, success, I will say, obviously, scoring 28 points, especially on the ground. Titus Hackworth, he had over 100 yards rushing, three touchdowns on the night. Mm -hmm. But uh, the way they're having success was screen passes and running the ball. So when you have no timeouts and around a minute to try to, like, get in field goal position, march down the field, it's going to be a little difficult. And uh, unfortunately, fortunately for Concord... They got stuffed around midfield. Northridge made a stop, secured the victory, and uh now they're above five hundred. That's three wins in a row for yeah. the Raiders.
0: And they're playing Plymouth this week, so could make it four in a row. Yeah. So should so make it four in a row. Should make it four in a row. And then they get Warsaw week nine. That's an interesting game. That's a winnable game, I feel like. I don't know if that was the case maybe five weeks ago, but mm-hmm. I mean the way Northridge played Mishawaka, you know, similar offense and down to the wire and you know,
1: we a little down this year.
0: They're still solid. I mean, they're not necessarily down per se, but they're not.
1: They're not know, the same as last not, they, year. Weren't, they
0: weren't last year. Right. They're down relative to last year. You know, mm-hmm. still still a pretty decent team. Well, I agree. Um, yeah. So Northridge is playing well. And, you know, once again, like maybe they're a team to watch out for in the postseason. You know, so you just. You Especially never after know. what
1: happened last year, you can't be like, oh, yeah, Northridge is done. Right, Can't right. do it, can't and, do it.
0: You know, it would almost be poetic in a weird way if that the football draw comes out on Sunday if Northridge and Northwood are playing each other in the first round again, so.
1: Yeah, I don't, wouldn't love that for Northridge this season. <laughs> I don't know, I mean, North,
0: Northridge could be grinding a five-game winning streak going into it. I mean, Northwood would be at nine games in a row, so like, obviously both playing well. But that'd be a fun game. Like they feel like the two best teams in the sectional right now. Logan'sport also is really solid, so like that would be mm-hmm. the three best teams, and then the rest, of the other five, are pretty much. We put them in any order you want. So Riley, Washington, St. Joe, Wawasee, Plymouth, like all struggling this year. Yeah, Riley's okay for they're better for their standards. Riley, but they're still four and three. Like yeah, they're, they not gonna, they're not going to beat they're not going to beat a Northwood or or Northridge. Like they're good for them. This year they've yeah. been like horrendous. So be four and three. Congrats to them. on yeah. Being respectable. Victory
1: they, is a victory, but I mean they barely squeaked out a win against South Bend, Washington, hey, who, who's not good. I so <laughs>
0: um, other notes from Football Friday night. Uh, Goshen got the win. We mentioned that's two and five. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing their third string quarterback who hadn't taken snaps. It sounds like at the position until Thursday night. Um, Quinn Bechtel, starting quarterback, broke his collarbone against Concord. And then the backup quarterback Gage Worthman had an emergency appendicitis, uh, you know, appendectomy, appendectomy removal, <laughs> crazy on Thursday. So uh, Elliot Frey steps in, and he plays quarterback. And Goshen ekes out a seven to six win over Plymouth. Uh, Frey to Alford for the touchdown with a minute and eight left in the game. Uh, good for Goshen, man. That's a they had thirty one players dressed for the game on Friday, according to the story. That we wrote. And um, I don't know, man. If I was a Plymouth fan, I'd be like, man, we just lost to a team playing their third street quarterback who like wasn't was playing quarterback until 24 hours ago. I, I don't know how I'd react if I was a Plymouth fan. Um,
1: maybe they maybe just probably felt good that it was a close game. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> They're
0: only non blowout of the year. What gets Wawasee was kind of a close game, too. But they
1: haven't really watched a competitive game. In- uh, that competitive They were they were sixty
0: eight seconds away from winning the game though. That's tough. Um, West, small small
1: victories is yeah. what I say.
0: West Noble and Elkhart both took care of some business as well to be six and one. West Noble an another seven six game. We had two seven six games this week. What a what a week for offense, mm-hmm. you know. Um, at least for those two games. Elkart beat South Bend Adams thirty five three. Uh plays Mishawaka Marion this week at home, who's really struggling. Marion just lost to Angola, like 28 nothing 28-6, I believe, on Friday. One of those. It was 28-something.
1: 28-0 is what I saw.
0: Yeah, Angola with a at, at Marion, too. So, Angola's playing well. Uh, West Noble brings uh, Churubusco to town. It was an interesting game. Busco is 5-2. Uh, and two. Uh, Their only losses are to Columbia City, who's a good 4A team, and Eastside, who's a good 2A team. So... Uh, Busco could be an interesting game for West Noble, uh, that's actually the game I'm going to this week. Turtle Town, USA? It's in, you know, well, it's in here, but yes. I wish it was in Turtle Town. I've been to Turtle Town before, it's a very exciting place.
1: It's where they do the exhaust?
0: Running through the exhaust, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, interesting game for West Noble this week. Elkhart, not, probably, you, on paper, seven weeks ago it looked like an interesting game, but not anymore. Um... And Fairfield, man, they're struggling. They lost to Garrett 28 6. There's too many injuries there. That's tough. Garrett was 0 6 going into the game. So, yeah. Um, feel bad for Matt Thacker and crew. Um, hopefully, they can right the ship a little bit. They play Lakeland Friday night in LaGrange. So, uh, we'll see how they do. Uh, and Jimtown now 5 and 2 as well.
1: Just mowing through. Uh, yep. Beating their, all these bad teams. Yeah.
0: Hey, at least they're taking care of did care of business, at least. They
1: got, they got a chance against Marion, right, in that section. We always love to talk about that.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see what the brackets look like on Sunday, and uh, we'll talk about it probably on next week's podcast a little bit. Coming up. Yeah.
1: This weekend's the big weekend.
0: 5 p.m. Sunday, two-hour show, broadcast live on IHSATV.org and the Indiana Sports Radio Network, or whatever the heck it's called. I don't know. It's... Because it's football, so we get to put that one on the radio and take two hours and analyze every sectional with Bob Lovell and uh what? That's his name, Bob Lovell. <laughs> and and Greg Ragstraw as the host. Paul Condry will be there as well. Does the Indiana football digest? Oh yeah. Big big uh, enterprise for the football. They,
1: John Harrell should be there too.
0: They make money. <laughs> football makes money if in case you're wondering. Um Okay. Speaking of sectionals, soccer has started, and tennis completed last week. So let's start with soccer. We're going to make these quick. We won't talk too much because we're going to probably have more in-depth soccer talk next week when the sectionals are done. Mm-hmm. Um, if you missed Monday's scores, there goes my phone making a noise. I'm sorry. Whoops. Um, we'll just run these in order by uh, school size or sectional size, I guess. 3A sectional 4, Northridge 2, Plymouth 1, Monday night. Uh, Noah Zamuda, both goals for Northridge and the victory. Uh, Raiders will play Elkhart Wednesday. Um, other semifinal matchups on Wednesday to, to be determined tonight. Uh, you got Concord-East Noble and Goshen versus Mishwaka. Um I would be shocked if it's not Concord and Goshen personally, but uh, you never know. That's why they play the games. Mm-hmm. Um, last night also, Monday night 2A, sectional 20 over at Angola, Northwood 6, Lakeland 1, and West Noble 4, Wawasee 0. So Took care of business. Not much of a surprise there. Those two teams will play each other Wednesday in the first semifinal Wednesday. Said Wednesday twice there. Sorry for the That's people. It's all right. We like Wednesday. Close enough. Uh, yeah, uh, and then we had two. We have two one A boys soccer sectionals over at uh, Central Noble. Or we'll, sorry, let's do the ECA one. That's in numerical order. Sectional thirty-five at East East. Ah, El, Elkhart Christian. Christian Academy. Elkhart Christian, <laughs> <laughs> Christian Academy. Eastern Elkhart Christian Academy. Bethany Christian one. Bend Trinity zero. Shamaya Magadi with the goal. Fun fact, what a his, name? Fun fact: his dad owns a laundromat that I go to, so I've talked Bethany Christian soccer with him plenty of times.
1: High-quality uh, nice. laundromat?
0: The first quality cleaners.
1: Over here in, uh, in downtown? Beautiful
0: Goshen, Indiana, yeah. It's like a quarter mile from the office. Um, that's by Bethany Christian Analysis. Okay, um, they will play uh, Lakeland Christian Academy, by the way, in the semifinal. Second semifinal, it's Wednesday at 7 p.m., and then 1A, sectional thirty-six. Number one, defending state champion Westview ten, Central Noble zero, so uh, or one, sorry, Central Noble got a goal one. Um, so the cumulative something to build on the cumulative uh, three game series between Westview and Central Noble this year was thirty one to one.
1: And that's all yeah I have to say about that's that. that <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. Um, so all I have to say about that.
0: Yeah, so so tough you know tough season for the Central Noble uh, Cougars, but uh, Westview continues. They are playing Lakewood Park Christian um, on Wednesday, Wednesday night. Uh, the So it feels like they should be able to take care of business there. And then Blackhawk Christian will be up on Prairie Heights. Should be a good one on Saturday, hopefully, in that final. Blackhawk Christian is ranked 13th, and Westview is number one, of course, as we've said. Mm-hmm. So that will be a fun, hopefully a fun uh, sectional... Sorry, Blackhawk is 14th, Westview is First, Bethany is 13th. I apologize. Sorry, Bethany. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, should be fun over there. And then, uh, girls soccer, they get their sectionals underway tonight. Um, maybe the best matchup with the Tuesday night slate, Concord Northridge. Girls over at Goshen, 3A sectional four. Um, Glenn versus South Bend Clay over at that sectional at Riley, which we don't. Just have Jimtown over there chilling. Yeah, they're um, we... Winner of that game gets Jimtown. Um, North North West Noble versus East Noble and Northwood versus Wawa tonight as well. Mm-hmm. over in Evan Wellfield Park, so you know I, a lot of eh, matchups there. Um, should be interesting to kind of just see, um, you know, what the scores are of these games. And who so, pops out? Yeah, Northwood only beat Wawa two nothing last week, so maybe something to monitor. Even though Wawa is like one twelve and three, yeah. Uh, Northwood should 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 win but you never know um, so yeah we'll we'll do more soccer of course next week uh, when we have you know the Tuesday podcast before regional semifinals on Wednesday and Thursday
1: so we'll have full results we will everything will be done
0: we will okay boys tennis uh, we have three sectional champions from our area and uh, it's been our three best teams all year so that works out uh, number no soccer there number 18 Goshen 5-0 in the final over Bethany Christian uh, Northridge dominates as well over at the Concord sectional, and then uh, Westview had a barn burner with East Noble on Wednesday or Saturday morning. They defeated the Knights three to two, avenge their regular season loss. So all three of those teams are going to the Concord regional, along with DeKalb. You get Goshen against DeKalb in the semifinal, and Northridge versus Westview in the other semifinal Tuesday night here tonight, and then the finals on Wednesday at five p.m. So.
1: Remember when Westview was like 0 and 2?
0: They're 0 and 3. They're 0 and 3. Now they're 18 and
1: 3. <laughs> I feel like it wasn't their last loss.
0: Their last loss was Goshen, I believe.
1: It was Northridge. Or was it was at Northridge. They lost to Northridge and East Noble. So they lost Noble. to
0: East Noble in their first match, and then they lost to Northridge and Goshen mm-hmm. to start 0 and 3.
1: And since then, man,
0: they've rattled them all up. Hey, this is like Westview's a scorched earth tour. They beat East Noble, now they could beat Northbridge, and they could potentially beat Goshen. So That'd be fun. Could you imagine? That would be a great storyline, well, wouldn't I'm it? I'm
1: saying that would be a crazy storyline, if you ask me.
0: Um, Goshen, number 18, the poll we talked about that last week, 21-0. Mm-hmm. Northbridge um, looked the part, man, I guess. You were over there on uh, Thursday for their championship victory. And...
1: They're singles players, especially right now, just like yeah. mowing through people, mowing, mowing through in the sectional semifinals and then really took care of Elkhart in the sectional title which, I mean, they took care of Alcart 5-0 sweep in the regular season, so I don't know how surprising it was necessarily, but even if you go back to the conference tournament when they played Goshen, I mean, the singles players. You had LeCount and you had Lomas both beating Goshen players, which that didn't happen in the regular season matchup, so they're playing with a bunch of confidence right now, so it would not surprise me at all to see Northridge uh, definitely take Goshen 3-2 if it ends up being Northridge and Goshen in the in the title, in the regional title.
0: I, I can't really I can't really pick, like, who's going to emerge from this regional right now. They're all feeling like they're playing well. I mean, Goshen, Goshen kind of struggled in the NLC tournament. They righted the ship mm-hmm. a little bit last week, although Pye Wellington did lose to Garrett Stolzfuss from Fairfield in their semifinal match. Stolzfuss still alive now in the individual tournament, along with Jim Towns' Bo Kaler. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be both be playing individual matches against each other tonight. Um... Ocean depth, like Ocean feels like they have like the most talent, like top to bottom. Like their double teams are really solid. Like that's where it helps them a lot. Is their number one doubles, double, number two doubles, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Northridge Westview, like Isaiah Hostetler is our best player in the area. Mm-hmm. You know, so accounts gonna have a tough one there. Mm-hmm. Their number two is like a toss up. Lomas and Jethro Hostetler are both really solid players. The three singles, two will barely be a toss up. Like I, I can't pick either. Like I don't know those. The, the strength of Westview and the strength of Northridge are the same. Yeah, it's three. So it's going to be really hard. It season. feels like a three-two. Some I don't know where they where the three and the two are coming from though. You know, like they're pretty even across mm-hmm. the board. In
1: the regular season, it was the one and two singles for Westview that won, right? And then Northridge won the other three matches. But I
0: don't. I don't believe Westview had uh, Kylan Bender for the three singles. I got. I've look that up. I've looked up from your story. It's bad. Bad research prep for uh, the podcast, but That's I'll have it for question. my story. So, Caleb Ellis is a
1: heck of a player at three singles because
0: Bender didn't play against East Noble and they lost 3-2 where they won the top two single spots but then lost the next three mm-hmm. So, but Bender has been the key for them that three single spots to get that win he's pretty much won almost all of his matches um, at three singles there for them and these was teams, that like
1: early August? I mean late August, August I mean.
0: it was like August 20th or whatever 23rd August so, 23rd and I have no idea what DeKalb has or if they're where they're good at so i'm not gonna lie but goshen has just too much talent i feel like that's i don't know if that's going to be
1: three singles much of a contest kylan bender 6 62 lost to caleb ellis
0: so there you go so it could be interesting maybe we'll have a repeat of history or maybe not bender's been playing better so we'll see um yeah so should be interesting i'm and then the winner of that regional gets to play the winner of the Fishers regional, which I forgot to look up the four teams still alive there, but we rattled through some teams last week, I believe, of like who could they potentially play? And it's a lot of ranked Indianapolis-based teams. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, hey, you get to the final 16 of the state, nothing to you know, be ashamed of, but it'll be a tough match to get to the final eight. It'll be a tough match to get to that for sure. So um, and it'll be tough this week too. I mean, the Northridge-Westview will be really compelling, I feel like. I. I'm really actually excited to watch that to see how that how that will play out where like where the courts will be won you know
1: mm, tonight and tomorrow tonight yeah, and as then in honestly Tuesday. like tomorrow's and Wednesday Goshen,
0: and it, like goshen has got to be breathing a sigh of relief because like they have the quote unquote easier matchup in the semifinal mm. so like hope they probably shouldn't have to expend as much energy like Northridge and West you might be playing for two three hours because mm-hmm. they're and they're really good like high level tennis so like they might come they might be a little more tired or sore tomorrow. You know, I kind of wish there was a day off almost in between, so you can kind of let them get some rest. And right. I don't know how much that would make a difference or not. These guys play tennis all day every day, like during the season, so it's not like anything right. new. But like, you know, it'd be kind of cool to to see that. I guess just maybe like have a day off or, you know. So yeah, should be fun. I'm excited to be over there both days. Concord High School, track all the individuals and the uh, teams.
1: Be so. on the lookout for our coverage.
0: Yes. From okay. Uh, Cross-country, they had their conference meets this past weekend. Not many surprises around the area. The NLC was just stood pat from regular season. Northridge boys, Warsaw girls, um, and the individual winners were the same, too. Mm-hmm. So, really no surprise there. Um, West Obel boys won the NECC, which was a uh, uh, different from the regular season. Angola won the regular season. West Double won on a sixth-score tiebreaker. Yep so congratulations to the chargers they won that tiebreaker by like three minutes too like it wasn't even close so like angola has five good runners and that's it west Opal has six or seven and like that made, that made the difference um so congratulations and the chargers girls also repeated their success so any uh west Opal dominate the necc cross country my boy noah Bontrager and I, I gotta give him a shout out on the podcast every week of course um he won the individual boys' race. 1546 was his time. It's pretty good. Um, I'm really intrigued to see what he'll be able to do in this postseason um, as he makes his way through the tournament. Um, and then the NIC, yeah, Penn, whatever. Um, <laughs> so Saturday, the sectionals. We have two sectionals. Um, one at Oxbow Park, one at West Noble that we are following. All ten teams at Oxbow Park are teams we cover. So that's very exciting. Bethany Christian, Concord, Elkhart, ECA. Goshen, Fairfield, Jimtown, Northridge, Northwood, Wawasee. Insane. Yeah. And then the one at West Noble, it's 12 teams. Um, we only follow West Noble, Westview there. Um, that meet is basically an NECC meet. 11 NECC teams are there, plus East Noble. So the only non-NECC team there is Fairfield, who's at Oxbow Park. So.
1: And um, I'll be there, right? So be at Oxbow, <laughs> yeah. yes. I'm going to talk to every coach. All, all 20 of them. All 20. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, there's some crossover ones. Like some coach both. So, you know, McCl- like McLean, Ben Northridge win at Goshen, Ben, Benjamin Hurst at Bethany Christian. So you don't have to talk to 20 coaches. It's more like 17 or 16.
1: Imagine how long that story would be.
0: If you just put one quote from every coach in like this story, 2, along with the words. results, it would be like 10,000 words. Not, Not really, but. Uh, That, by the way, is starting at 10.30 a.m. Both of them are starting at 10.30 a.m. with the girls' race, 11.15 a.m. boys' race. The Oxbow one has been delayed by an hour as uh, the guy who runs the timing system, Corey Watt, had his truck stolen with all of his equipment in it. So they have decided to delay. He has other timing systems. I I did some investigative journalism. Mm -hmm. I texted a person. Mm -hmm. Um, They said that he has other timing system stuff like, to go, ready to go, apparently, but I, maybe it just takes longer to set up, I don't know, but it's, it's delayed like, by an other
1: hour, hour I guess <laughs> it, it's
0: need another hour to get it ready to go, works maybe, for me, maybe they'll find Corey Watts' trailer in the last hour, like, of the, you know, beforehand, and they bring it to, like, dramatically to the grounds, you know, and I don't know, so, uh, um. if you see Corey Watts' truck, trailer thing, it says Watts, Watts My Time,
1: mm. that's the name of the company, that's Watts good. My
0: Time. Pretty clever. Get Mm
1: -hmm. it? I think so. Get it? I'll watch my time. Yeah, I get it. So if you see
0: that trailer anywhere around uh, Goshen, Elkhart, you know, St. Joe County. Call the police. Yeah, call the police, please, because we need
1: that. I get an extra hour of sleep now, though, so it's fine.
0: Yeah, but you get one less hour to work before you cover soccer at 2 o'clock, so.
1: Oh, well. What are you going to do?
0: Saturday is the worst, y'all. Um, don't do it. Um, okay. Volleyball quickly. Um, we had sectional brackets come out. We will talk more about those next week. Just want to wait till we get to the regular season because mm-hmm. volleyball sectionals don't start till next Thursday, the 13th, so we will have some time. Let the regular season play out, and then we'll be able to kind of analyze the matchups. You can see all the matchups on our website, IHS. Or <laughs> I just say work. You can see them there, too. That's, uh, our that's not our <laughs> website, though. Uh, com. All of our area matchups, um, the 4A1 had a lot of uh, ire towards it because the top half was Warsaw, Elkhart, and Penn. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, we'll talk about that next week. But uh, regular season notes from the past week, uh, Northwood lost to Warsaw 3-0, so Warsaw is pretty much won the NLC, uh, barring a loss to Concord on Thursday. Uh, Warsaw will be the outright champ. Um Northwood played them well It was competitive Three sets But Warsaw just kind of Took over Near the end of each set Ran away with it And um, They are the, uh, They're going to be the Probably going to be The outright NLC champs So
1: Should we shout out uh, person who helped us With that story
0: Yeah give him a shout out Mike Deke Mike Deke Thanks Mike We appreciate your help Mike
1: One of our uh, New freelance peeps If you will Takes photos too Yes. What you love to see.
0: Yes. Literally see them because they're pictures. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Mike Deke. Shout out to all of our freelancer help, by the way.
1: Daniel Eshcott as well.
0: Daniel Eshcott covering the cross country for us on Saturday so we can go get sick in Missouri. Um, It's great. Uh, And sick at Missouri because, you know, they lost. But, um, you know, uh, Steve Krah helping us out on Friday nights. Football. And then he's going to help us out with soccer this weekend. Our photographers, Brandon Beachy at Goshen. He does a great job helping us out Friday Night Football and other things as well. Uh, Nathaniel Labhart doing great photo work for us as well. And then our... He's not a freelancer, but our staff photographer, Joseph Weiser, helps us out as well uh, during the week sometimes, because Friday nights. Yeah. <laughs> he's not a freelancer, but he's hes hes on staff, but he helps out help the cause. So uh, we couldn't really do the coverage we do, especially this upcoming Saturday without these people. Um, so I just want to give him a quick shout out. Um, thankful. Very thankful for them. Um, they helped us a lot um other volleyball notes by the way sorry we got distracted there um Jackie Ross congratulations 700 wins as the coach um she won um she's Elkhart hot coach Mm -hmm. most of her Mm -hmm. wins came at Elkhart Memorial uh obviously Elkhart's only in their third existence third year of existence um but she won her 700th match this past Saturday they beat Fairfield um so, congratulations, Jackie. She's a legendary coach, has led Memorial to a couple state finals appearances, um, Hall of Famer, you know?
1: Easily. Sitting already. Hungry. I think she's already in it. That's yeah, how good she so. is. <laughs>
0: That's how good she is. She's already in the Hall of Fame. Any Hall of Fame that she could be in, she's probably in. So, uh, congratulations to her. And she's the athletic director there, man. She's got so much going on in the fall. Kudos to her. Her and Brian Buckley just sharing the AD roles there, but man, Jackie's on top of everything. Good K- Kudos to her.
1: It's a full plate, if you will.
0: Very full plate. Very full. So, congratulations, like I said. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was pretty much the biggest notes from volleyball this past week, to be honest. Um, kind of a slower week for the sport, other than that Northwood-Warsaw match and Jackie getting the record. So, we will talk sectionals next week, kind of put a bow on the regular season and uh, figure out, you know, the rest of the uh, postseason. You know, talk, whatever. All right, let's do uh, Goshen College. By the way, had an awesome week. The Maple Leaf Minute's about to come on here. And tell Uh, you about it. (laughs) Tyson Miller with it this week, giving you all the insights on what happened in uh, Maple Leaf country.
2: Tyson. Reporting for 91.1 The Globe, I'm Tyson Miller with your Maple Leaf Minute. GC action kicked off on Wednesday as the men's soccer team hosted the Mount Vernon Nazarene Cougars in their home conference opener. GC struck first and grabbed two goals in the first five minutes of the second half, but the match ended in a 3-3 tie. The men's team was back at it again at home on Saturday and took down the St. Francis Cougars for their first win of the season in a 2-1 win. Women's soccer was on the road twice this week, falling 3-0 against Mount Vernon on Wednesday. They bounced back on Saturday, snapping their five-game winless streak with a 1-0 win over St. Francis, their first conference win of the year. Women's volleyball started their week on the road on Wednesday, falling in three sets to Taylor University. On Friday, they were back at home against the Bethel Pilots, their crosstown and crossroads league rival. This spreads the Pilots out of the gate, winning set 1, 25-18. GC fell off from there, losing the next three sets. The women's volleyball squad finished their week with a 3-1 loss to Grace College at home, picking up a third set win, 25-23, before falling into fourth. And Maple Leaf Athletics wrapped up on Saturday with the GC men's and women's cross-country teams competing at the Live and Lou Classic Invitational. The men's team finished 13th out of 45 and broke the school record for the top five-time finishers. The women's squad finished 25th out of 47 competing schools. That wraps up your Maple Leaf Minute. I'm Tyson. Tune in next week for more Maple Leaf Athletics.
0: And thank you, Tyson, for that update. Uh, Goshen College men's cross-country setting a school record. The women's team, they they think they set a school record, too, I guess. They weren't 100% confident. (laughs) Rustin was like, I don't know, maybe. Like, we're not sure if that that old record actually does exist or not, but we're going to go with this one now. I think they're going to go with... It was very strange. Reading the story from Daniel was very strange. Um, That is strange. Yeah, they're not really sure if this 2002 record actually happened.
1: Are they doing investigating right now? I don't know. I don't know,
0: but the men definitely set a record. The men definitely set a record. Um, men's soccer got a win. Lucas Bontrager, son of Myron Bontrager, Goshen, Girl, Goshen Girls soccer head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, move, he passed his father on the record books on Saturdays. So that's pretty cool. Wow. Um, not to brag, Dad, you know what I mean? But, like, I'm better <laughs> than you now. So, uh, yeah, good, good, good week. Last week they didn't win anything, so it's, like, good this to see week some positive some vibes, stuff, you yeah. know? Heck, even volleyball won a couple sets this week, which is progress for them. I know it sounds terrible to say that, but, like, progress, man. Moving in the right direction and... Big week, homecoming this weekend. They're unveiling a new mascot on Friday morning. The black squirrel. We know it's a black squirrel. We're just going. We're going to see the design. What's and the his new name, name going to be? Nutty. I don't know. You could vote. You could have voted on it. So I voted. What were it the names? It was like there was like five options. So you had to power rank them.
1: What were the names? I forgot already.
0: What was, what was the one you picked? You. I must, don't remember. You must I actually don't remembered. remember the names. I just remembered like I looked at it and I was like, oh, I like this one, and I, I forgot the order I put him in. To be honest.
1: Well, I hope it's Nutty has to be the squirrel's name.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Or Leaf. Leafy. (laughs) Leafy. Uh, Leafy the squirrel. So, yeah, we we shall see. They're also bringing back some cool alums uh, for the weekend, honoring them as well. So, uh, including Katie Sowers, the first openly gay female. She is. She's openly gay and a female to coach uh, in the Super Bowl. So, that was a big deal a couple years ago when she was there. I
1: forgot what... The big, she's she coached in the Super Bowl. Yes, that with makes 49ers, That's right. It's right, yeah. a
0: big deal, and I think it's also a big deal because she hasn't had the best history with Goshen College in the past uh, when she was trying to become an assistant coach here. Shame she's on Goshen College. It. So it's <laughs> kind of it's kind of cool that she came. She's she coming is, back. She's coming back. Like I think that's actually kind of a big deal, and I think it's cool. So. Love to see it. You might see some content from that this later this week. I'm just saying, so
1: it's possible.
0: Working to confirm. Sources are telling me that you know I might go to this. So working to confirm those. Uh, okay. Quickly, Notre Dame BYU. Notre Dame is back this week. Took a nice break for us to go to Missouri. So the mm-hmm. theme of the show is Missouri. By week. Hooray! hurrah. Mizzou! Mizzou!
1: They needed that. Uh By week, Notre Dame did.
0: Yeah, get healthy, breathe a little bit. Uh, Big one with BYU, number 16 in the country, out in Las Vegas.
1: Haven't been playing great.
0: The Cougars yeah,
1: been a bit down. Got thrashed a few weeks ago by Oregon after picking up a big win against Baylor a week before. And now the last couple weeks, they've kind of just slept, slept, walked through wins over Wyoming and Utah State. 12 points. It was 38-26 Utah State and uh, 38-24 against Wyoming. So BYU is not looking quite as strong as maybe they did um, towards the beginning of the season. But fully capable of beating Notre Dame, obviously. Yes. But I feel much more confident about giving the Irish a shot this weekend than I did a few weeks ago. Yeah. I will tell you that.
0: I think after the Marshall game, we probably sat here and said loss, like, definitively. Yeah. Because BYU had just beaten Baylor as well. So, yeah, I mean, like, I, BYU, I think, is still the favorite. I don't. I haven't seen a line. I haven't been paying attention. But, oh, everyone's going to pull it up. I'll tell you what, though. It's going to be a great uniform matchup. Notre Dame wearing their all-white Shamrock series, uh, cool-looking, you know, the ones from the uh, uh, the Hangover video that they made in the summer those uniforms and then BYU is going with like an all black alternate with the blue helmets. It's going to be a really nice uh volley- or, I don't know say volleyball. volleyball. A really nice uniform matchup Saturday night in the desert. It will be. I'm trying to stall here while you find the line for the game.
1: I'm having the worst the worst moments at this thing. well,
0: we what? have no like cell reception back here so that uh, a
1: It's I don't I should know what time the game is but 7.30pm kick alright
0: if you just had Notre Dame favorite as one of your teams you would know that Notre Dame is a 3.5 point favorite currently according to the ESPN line that I looked at just now
1: minus 3.5
0: minus 3.5 Notre Dame the favorite huh
1: it's cause they're it's the Shamrock series game it's a home game, game. Yeah. in <laughs> Las
0: Vegas it screams BYU I don't know if I was a betting man
1: yeah the over under is 52
0: might take the under too it's it's lame to cheer for an under, but I can't. I don't know if Notre Dame's offense is as good as it looked against North Carolina. Like everyone North, looks good yeah. against North Carolina.
1: Well, North Carolina beat Virginia Tech forty-one to ten. So North Carolina's Virginia defense. Must I don't be know. Really bad. Virginia Tech is bad, but like their offense is also very bad. Yeah. But some some's to be said about that, I guess. Yeah. Notre Dame's offense kind of figuring it out. Even if it was a bad defense, a lot,
0: lot, lot of intrigue to be honest going into this game, which is cool, I guess. Yeah. So, all right, well,
1: because then they have two very winnable games after Steve BYU
0: and UNLV. Mm-hmm. Just like Notre could be five and two and ranked twenty third or whatever going into Syracuse. So. Now Syracuse be ready for ranked it. as well. Yeah. Top twenty five matchup at the Carrier Dome.
1: And then we know USC. How they've been playing.
0: Clemson. After Clemson Syracuse. as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they got some tough ones.
0: Yeah. So, okay. Well, that uh, will do it for this week's edition of the Ocean News Sports Podcast. Unless you have something you want to add, Evan? Anything else? Any other comments? Mizzou Mizzou? mizzou, mizzou. Yeah. <laughs> That's... M-I-Z? Close enough. Yeah, Z-O-U. I said yeah. a
1: couple Z-O-U's. Especially that after that first uh, drive three and out. For, First the, down, for the Bulldogs.
0: M-I-Z-Z-O-U. Yeah, it was a fun weekend. Everything with the last six minutes of the game it was great. Anyway, that'll be this week's podcast. We'll have plenty of content next week as I do a dramatic arm motion in the room for some reason. Um, sectional soccer plus regional semifinal previews for them. Sectional volleyball previews. Uh, regional tennis, semi-state tennis reactions. Uh, potential state tennis preview.
1: BYU-Notre Dame reaction.
0: BYU-Notre Dame, football week eight. Although there's not much going on in football week eight, we'll still have some to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, should be a loaded episode again next week, and uh, we we'll have to stay tuned for that. So, until so next time.